this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hello and welcome to another Bald Move Television. This is the Banshee edition. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And for the next eight weeks, we're going to be dropping one of these Banshee podcasts in your podcast directory browser thing. With the exception of a wrap-up podcast that we have the right to not do or do. Depending on how <laughs> the season goes, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, for the next eight weeks, we're going to be dropping that in your podcast feed. It's expectation is will be out Monday afternoonish because it's a Friday premiere. We're a little late today with the uh, spring break permitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, tonight we are talking about episode four hundred one, something out of the Bible, directed by old Christian Madsen and written by Jonathan Tropper. 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 Series creator. Series creator. Mm-hmm. Um. What did you think of the episode? Um, I liked it. I'm <laughs> maybe I had a few drinks in anticipation of the series starting, so I think I liked it a little more than um, other people did. But I don't know. I'm excited about Banshee all the time. Whatever I can get, mm-hmm. I don't expect great story. I don't expect any of that. I I do expect uh, tits and fights, and I got a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, I do expect. I didn't at first, but now I'm g- expecting to be surprised by the story. I don't have to be blown away, but like, I, and I felt like that's the the criticism I'd lay at this episode is that there's a lot of things that happen that I don't understand, and I they they switch filming locations from one spot in the United States to another, mm-hmm. which made the whole episode it felt like being like you know Banshee House Hunt edition. Uh, everyone's got a new house. The police have a new uh, police station, which I think is actually kind of cool. Uh, Kai Proctor has got a new fortress of proctitude. Uh, Hannah slash Carrie uh, has got her own Anna. new digs. Um, I I did not get that. I did not know that they changed set locations before yeah. the series or before this episode started. So I just thought it was very much in the theme of like rebirth or starting over and everyone got this fresh start i do except think, for sugar of course sure yeah like that's the thing like <laughs> you're when bringing we that got, set wherever you go when we got the sugar's bar it's like okay if sugar switched places where he you know hung out a shingle i'm going to flip my shit because uh, why everything else well the only the only reason he would is if he wanted to invest some of his new money but that would be mm, like a dead giveaway so yeah, yeah. No, he's he's keeping it. Uh, he's 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 confined his expenditures to classic muscle cars. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still a hashtag forever fanchi, but <laughs> I thought this was a weird slow start to the the season. Um, I was also mad at my idol Alan Sepinwall because he put in the fucking title of his review for this episode that yes. Banshee has a serial killer. Now, once I saw the episode, I was significantly less 
mad because right, literally it's within the first, like the first ten minutes. Yeah, they they establish a serial killer uh, routine. What do you think? Because I feel like that that is kind of the critical bugaboo. Oh my god, another goddamn serial killer! Like not even something as good as the first season of True Detective suffered from oh my god another fucking serial killer i don't know i, don't... I think true crime stuff's really hot right now i mean making a murder and all sure. these sh- those are about shows that people you know not not about killer well well i mean people i'm are naturally pretty drawn towards that what's the word i'm looking for without making myself sound like a total creep uh lewd and lavish lascivious uh descriptions of horrific crimes People, people are super interested in that stuff, myself included. I spent the whole time you were gone watching true crime dramas. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. See, I guess that's the thing. Like, I don't have serial killer fatigue because I never, I, I noped out of Dexter after the first season. Uh, I stopped watching Hannibal not because I wanted to, just because it's time and circumstances after the first season. It's still a relatively new thing. Like, I never watched Law and Order. Never watched any of the CSI. So you're stuff. not one of those people who's like, "Oh my god, another no, serial killer." No, I never. I, I mean, I haven't gotten tired of it yet. And I am one of those people who's oversaturated, and I'm not tired of it. So okay. I don't know. Two ends of the spectrum, I guess. Is it too early to speculate? And by the way, this is a this is going to be our first kind of uh, what we call half-ass podcast, and that doesn't mean we put any less time or attention or care into it. Although, you know, you can you can make your own judgment. We're just hitting the high notes. We're not going to do We're a, not gonna a scene, do a by, scene, scene. by scene breakdown. Because we don't, like an action-heavy show, those don't tend to, to service them well. Right. So I've got my notes in order of just general characters and what okay. they're doing. I want to talk about the serial killer thing a little bit. Because do you have any idea of who might be behind this? Because I do have an idea. <sighs> do you? I mean... There is only a handful of sociopaths we can pick out of the series. Sure. Who'd want to kill Rebecca? And that would be all of them. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that they bring this Job thing and this Rebecca murderer thing to like a nice, neat close hmm. together at the end. But I don't have any real ideas. What's yours? I think it might be Bad Bowtie Burton. That You know, that's the first the thing deadly, in my mind. The deadly triple B. Because number one, he's creepy. Number two, we know he's got, like, psychopathic tendencies. Number three, he was abused in, like, some kind of torture slavery thing. Right. And number four, he hates Rebecca. He's got this puppy dog affection for Proctor, and she and takes he, away from, I don't know. Yeah, he takes she, she takes away from his ability to love Proctor the way he thinks he should be loved. And two, he doesn't, he thinks that she's careless with his activities. I feel like that's too easy of an answer. I feel like the last season they... He ripped a woman's throat out last season. Well, sure, but she like, was going to rip his out first. That's true. That's I true. feel like the last season they kind of set up where they have a more of a partnership and not like a direct competition anymore. He started to respect her business acumen hmm. or... I think you're right. That's kind of where they're going. But we flash forward two years and a lot has changed. Do we want to talk about just, you know, where we're at with all the characters? Uh, sure. Let's just go through this. All right. Job's um, still first, missing. Wait, wait. First thing I want to touch on is the opening credits. Ah, uh, yes. My I, favorite part of Banshee. One yeah. of my favorite parts. Some of the images you see are, are unique to each episode. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the lock combination is different for each season. This season it is twenty one three twenty, and I still don't know what that means to anything. But there you have it. Um, anything might just in- represent a different job, you know. 
Like it's a new season. There's a new safe to unlock. There's a new combination. There's yeah. a couple things like you know last last season it was all about the military officer and and his embezzlement and then stealing his money and that his his he kept turning his class ring until it got broken off. Yeah, and just the finger got bloodier and bloodier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this that was cool. This one uh, guy got kneecapped. I'm like, oh, interesting. And I started theorizing all this stuff, and well, it just he turns actually out actually got kneecapped. <laughs> yeah, the whoever whatever deep dark secret terrorist cell that you know. Hood got recruited into way back when he's got kneecapped for torture. Yeah, before he got capped for life. Anything else you want to talk about? In the, no, no opening credits. Okay, no. Uh, that, uh, the mo- that will make sense thematically as we get deeper into the episodes, right? Uh, into the season, rather. So we have. I'm going to start with Brock looking for Rebecca's car, and the GPS of the car led him back to. Lucas's cabin. I'm going to call it Lucas's cabin where she was the night that she got snatched out of her car. It's interesting. There's a little post credit coda that kind of showed us and this what was, that was all about. It's been, they say it's been about two years, but I guess it's been only like 18 months. So they did a lot of like 18 months ago, 12 months ago. Yeah. So I, I think, think it's I lost two, track. I think it's, I think it's two years. Right, but but there was a specific time that was the last time we saw Rebecca, either 12 or 18 months ago. Okay. She died four days ago. So no, she was at the cabin four days ago. That's what it was. How much, how much do you think Lily Simmons, who plays Rebecca, is going to actually be in this season? Because it seems like she was not exactly prominent in a lot of flashbacks, but there she was definitely in. Like, she shoot a lot of new material. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that this was a way to write her out. Or though maybe she'll be in this, you know, like we we won't see much of her going forward at all. Right. Maybe not. I mean, you did shoot. Well, I don't know. That depends entirely on who the serial killer, what motive is and what their motive is for killing her. Yeah. She drove up to Lucas's house, drove away a little bit, stopped and got out of the car. So it seemed like a really random spot for someone to just run up and tackle her. Yeah. Or am I not getting a better... Because I didn't feel like she was pulling over to wait for something. It seems like she was pulled over She pulled over because she was distraught. Right. And she needed to be emotional in the woods. And then she like got jumped. Like you do. Jumped. Yeah, you know, sometimes you, you, <laughs> a girl's got to be emotional in the woods. Yeah. Um, so we found out also that Rebecca set Lucas up in the hunting cabin that's owned by her uncle, Kai Proctor. She did. Uh, because she feels pity for him. She doesn't want him making a bad name of Proctor. Well, that's the other thing is he had holed up the, in one of his his hotels and was fucking the place up. So she went on her own. It wasn't Proctor's directive to send her there. Don't think so. Or else she wouldn't have kept it a secret. Yeah. Um, they still. I mean, he seemed to mourn her pretty badly when he found out she was dead. So yeah, I don't know if I, he's just like feeling the distress of just losing people in general, and it just—it did seem like there's a theme in this episode with ghosts. Yes, you know we saw uh, Shaban, you know, was prominently one uh, of the officers slain along with the other guy who can't. I'm, you're gonna have to roll with me on some of these names because I was calling was Rebecca Elizabeth on the forums today. <laughs> um, but you know, there's there's all this talk about ghosts. And, you know, he's reliving these flashbacks of his daughter saying that, you know, I was just... You're just a piece of shit who got my mom knocked yeah, up. Yeah, who gave my mom a money shot. And, like, all these bad experiences. The fact that uh, Carrie's husband died in the raid that they did, you know, they all did together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that Job is gone. And I thought it was interesting how Sugar says he hopes that Job is dead. 
because him being alive would make him even a bigger piece of shit. All of them collectively bigger pieces of shit than they already are for giving him so soon. Yeah. Although, so I don't know that they gave up soon. Like, it seems like they were hot on the trail 12 months after his disappearance. And he hit a dead end with, again, the black cell interrogate, you know, whoever the CIA, NSA, yeah. secret soldier program guy is. Right. And they, I guess they could have done more, like really ran it into the ground instead of just saying we've got nothing left. That's your only option, it I guess. I feel like that's the thing. Like two years out, like he had just given up, like ready to, like this close to putting a gun in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He's drinking himself to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't know why, why you would just give up like that. I don't know. He's got like Superman syndrome where just Lucas can just walk into any fight knowing he's going to win and just mm. wreck house. And this is the one thing where he failed and he failed hard and he pushed them so hard to get into the situation. So I thought it was a little anticlimactic when he had the interrogation with the guy. So he shoots his leg and I'm like, okay, it's going to be torture. And the guy's like, uh, you can shoot all my limbs and my dick and, and all that stuff, but I'm not going to talk because I don't have anything to say. And it felt like the Lucas took that at face value. Right. But then we find out like 30 seconds later, the helicopters come. He had tripped some kind of silent alarm or someone was coming to to save him. So it's like and he, he says, had a vested interest. I am int- still in the loop. Yeah, he had a, he had a vested interest of, of, of stalling. Right. Uh, so if I, if I felt like if I was Lucas, I would have grabbed him right then and there and tried to be, be off with him so I can interrogate him fully. This just to make, just to make sure. But instead he walked off and I'm like, well, this is kind of bullshit. Then he came back and shot him to I'm like, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that if you, if you're going to drink yourself to death, maybe that's why, because you fucked up the whole interrogation. I mean, Yes. Yes, I guess so. But it seems to me proof that there is some sort of lead to be chasing if, if they come looking for Job and they've got helicopters there within minutes, it seems proof positive to me that you're on the right track, but what do I know? Yeah. I've never been a part of a secret organization that I'll admit to. Uh, <laughs> the other odd thing that's kind of what the fuck is Kai Proctor is now the mayor of Banshee. Yes. They, did you like how... Well, no, ba- they, is, is Banshee's the town and the county, right? Right. Okay. They they kind of teased it. I don't know if you noticed this in Second Watch, but when Hood and Brock first went into Brock's office, there's a picture on the wall of Brock shaking Kai Proctor's hand. Mm. So before you actually saw the reveal, it was there. Oh, uh, it was teased, yeah. Because yeah. they kept on talking about the, you've got a press conference with the mayor. you got a press conference with the mayor. Yes. Uh, and then you find out that. So I thought, that's interesting. He uh, ran unopposed. He ran unopposed. Of course he did. Why... Why did why did Kai Proctor feel like he needed to be out in front of the limelight? Because it felt like he worked a lot, a lot better in the shadows. Uh, and, and he even alludes to the fact that he's kind of limited in what he can do as far as investigating his niece wife's uh, <laughs> <laughs> his, his his niece wife's uh, disappearance. His niece piece. Yeah, his there you go. <laughs> his niece piece. His uh, side niece. <laughs> <laughs> he. Okay, so Proctor, for the longest time, without be- having any uh, elected or official power, has been running the town, right? Sure. Well, when Lucas Hood rolled up, he said that's not going to be the case anymore. So uh, I think he saw that- a weakness that if he couldn't control the, sh- he needs a way to control the sheriff, right? So 
yeah, Brock's the sheriff, and he can't really oppose Proctor anymore, but he does have the police station running at uh, full speed. It's a well-oiled machine now. That isn't... Uh... Well, is it? Because he was complaining about the DA being kind of like bought and sold and a puppet of uh, Kai. And also the the new Shaban. I don't know what her name is. Uh, Lucas mentions that he kind of reminds her Shaban. I don't know about that, but I'm going to go with not Shaban, faux Shaban. Uh, Phobon. Phobon. She can't be trusted, or at least Brock has reason to believe that she can't be trusted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's less trustworthy than a neo-Nazi who said he's working on removing his tattoos two and, years and later. two years later has not done a goddamn thing. Nope. It didn't take priority on the ones on his hands or he, the prominent ones on his neck. And I was shocked because there would be, they already had an in-universe reason not to have to make him up on every fucking scene. Like, if you're in your police uniform, you don't have to get the tattoos on. There'll be plenty of time for you to take your damn shirt off and you're going to have to have all this burnt, scarring, plastic stuff and all these Nazi tattoos. And I was really... Especially since they mentioned it in the episode. Oh, right, I was going to have right. that removed anyway. Were you? Which ones have you gotten removed? Were you? What kind of what kind of living wage are you making as a police or as a policeman that you have to save up for years before you can even get the smallest tattoo removed? Yeah, like if I was Brock, he comes to work with like I don't know a new radio installed in his car. I'm like, oh, so that's more important than getting the fucking Aryan Brotherhood off of your goddamn neck. Yes, Officer Bunker. <laughs> I that that was really weird. Like yeah. usually shows would have any excuse not to have to like the what's that right. NBC show with the la- na- naked lady that's oh, got all the tattoos? It's it's called Tattooed Lady. I yeah, think. that's what it is. I I heard that they use any excuse to full mock turtleneck her up because it's such a pain in the ass to tattoo her. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, just have him remove his you know remove the the neck and the the, the uh, hand tattoos. That's yeah, all you need. That's all you need. All right. Um, so we mentioned the Phobon. Uh, they release some guys from the prison cell because the DA called it in. They're up to no good. They started to talk shit about the DA, yep. and then Phobon gives them a look like I'm listening. Mm-hmm. So she's on Proctor's payroll. I don't know if it's that simple. She so, also shows up at yes. the hospital later to interrogate the guys who got their fingers broken. And does that mean, I mean, that would imply that she has got some agenda. Right. My, but the other thing is Banshee, it seems like Banshee is always under investigation, like at a federal level. So she doesn't necessarily have to be in Proctor's nah, pocket. I think it's implied she's in Proctor's pocket. Hmm. Where when he started to say he started to say because the proctor's got the DA in his pocket or something to that effect. I, you know, that I know we're supposed make... to think that, but I'm wondering if they're double triple crossing us and she's actually working in some federal investigation into the DA's office. Nah, well, then yeah. she'd be in with the police department. There's no reason for her to uh, hide her identity from the police. Yeah, I guess that's she true. She would just be internal investigations. I'm just floating it out there, and I'll take uh... full credit if I if <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right. Um. I have a question for you about these guys that released. They mentioned that they damn near almost strangled a guy to death. Yeah. An elderly gentleman. Why? Who was that elderly gentleman in relationship to Carrie? Why do you think there's a relation? Because she follows those guys, waits outside the bar that they go drink at, and breaks their fingers. Uh, I just think she's doing her bat Hannah thing. So she knew those guys were going to be released from prison at that point? Yeah. Why? Do you think her and Brock are working together to try to do some, you know, street justice? 
Nah. You don't think Brock is like the thing? There's some signs that Brock has taken a couple pages out of Lucas's, Lucas Hood's I think uh, if playbook. that were the case, they would. When Brock shows up, uh, show, oh God. shows up at our house later, he would say, hey, this guy was admitted to the hospital. You know anything about that? Something cute, clever like that. Mm, but no, okay. there didn't seem to be any more to their conversation when they met. Okay. Uh, um, so no speculation on that yet? I don't think so. Well, speaking of uh, Hannah slash Carrie, she has had her children taken away from her. Uh, she's gotten a new house that she's kind of slowly fixing up. Um, she's crushed. I, I really enjoyed her crushing that dude's hand. Yeah, because cool. it was this trademark banshee over the fucking top. Yes, just when his hands a pulp, you keep beating it anyway. Yeah, and like there's a there's one of the things I guess I was a little frustrated with this episode. It seems like an inordinate amount of time was people catching up on other people's shit or catching other people up on other people's shit. I'll forgive that in the first episode. Like there's this scene of uh but I feel like if they if this thing flowed narratively better, they wouldn't have to do so much of that. Like it's their choice to make it a two-year time jump. Hood's got crazy hair and he's got a crazy beard. Uh he loses the beard. He's still got hair that I'm not sold on. He needs to shave that shit off pretty quick. Yeah, his his haircut, his new uh 90s Chandler haircut i hated it it looks a little bit like i woke up like this and he's not beyonce i know so... he's got some sort of like half inch guard in there because he shaved his beard <laughs> down to a stubble sure <laughs> he's actually more clean shaven than usual i thought yeah just take the rest of the head off i think if he goes clean shaven it makes him look too young and then the flashbacks don't work as well yeah yeah uh what do you want? To, so there's also some scenes with the sugar and hood and sugar seems like he's resentful towards hood and can't believe that he's showing back up with like, you know, not much to say. Uh, nevertheless loans him his classic muscle car that he bought from his heist money. The only thing he bought with his monies. Yeah. Yep. And of course, like this is a fast and furious thing. You can't have a hero. You can't have an anti-hero driving around unless you're Jason Statham. You can't have him driving a nice little European sport. It's got to be no. It's got to be a muscle car. Yeah. Um, what kind of car did you say that was? Man, I don't know. I started looking up and I got distracted because when I was researching it, I re- I found out that there was a classic muscle car, the Pontiac Banshee, and this is not that, that was later remade into a concept car in the late '80s, early '90s, and no, it was. But I'm like, oh my god, if they made this the Pontiac Banshee, <laughs> I would have loved that. That would be incredible. But mm-hmm. no, I'm sure someone will will send send what the the the, the make and model of that is. Yeah. So hood or sugar suits hood up with a nice cool car. Um. And then he goes and hunts down the Bodeckers. Mm-hmm, the Bodeckers. Bodeckers. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and we find out Brock's been following him around because, of course, he is. Uh, you said we've seen the Bodecker before? I didn't recognize him, um, but according to a Banshipedia, that uh, Hood blew his hand off in a previous altercation. They say which one? Which hand? No, I know which hand. <laughs> which Bodecker? Nope. Like, what altercation? There's been so many. No. I, Was it I, over I something trivial? I remember him getting into a lot of shit kicker trouble in the first season. So, yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. The other thing is, like, I, you know. Got to uh, make a name for yourself. Got to claim some hands. Sure, sure. Um, I'm a lot, because I saw season one a long time ago, and I didn't go back and rewatch that. I've seen a lot of season three recently, yeah. and I've got a pretty good working memory of season two. 
Um, but yeah, season one, if this, if this happened in season one, then I'm, I'm lost. And if it happened in season three, then I'm just a fucking idiot. So did, uh, I got you, that going for me. Did you ever see the trailers for this show before it ever started? Mm-mm. It, to me, I, I have this really strong impression that to me, the name Banshee, the, the like, uh, the sepia tone type of promos they use in like an Amish town in the middle of nowhere. I thought it was going to be very supernatural. Well, really? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know why that made me think of it, but I uh, guess I'm getting nostalgic because it's <laughs> ending. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, not, no supernatural stuff yet. So, Maybe. yeah, this was a very big shift from the supernatural. Um, so, yeah, Proctor and Hood are on a team, unofficially. Uh, they're working for the same purpose right now because they both really want to see whoever hurt Rebecca dead. And they both suspect each other, kind of, but no, not really. I, I can't believe that either one of they're them They're like, thinks... well, you could have done it. Well, you could have done it. Well, let's see who figures it out first, and then we'll prove neither of us did uh, yeah, it. But the thing is, I don't buy for a minute that Hood thinks Proctor killed his niece, and I don't for a minute think that Proctor thinks that Hood killed his niece because they do- both know, I don't think they're fully aware, but they're aware on some level that she was important to both of them. Although... Why? I mean, that's the thing. Like, Hood has fucked so many women mm-hmm. and had kind of an emotional moment with so many of them mm-hmm. that, like, uh, clearly Shabon and Carrie slash Hannah are at the top of the pyramid. But, like, as soon as uh, not Anna. Shabon started making uh, eyes at him, I'm like, Hood is going to get in this before the season is over. It's oh, a done deal. I don't think so. She shut him down pretty hard. <laughs> I will bet you... 50 bucks, 50 whole dollars that they have sex before this the, this eight-episode run is over. I'm not taking that bet because I know you're right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's where the rubber hits the road. But it's going to be the like... rubber hits the sheriff's deputy. Which, which James Bond movie was that that had the woman who who strangled men to death with her uh, thighs? Xenia on a top? Yeah. That was uh, Goldfinger. No, no, Gold, uh, no uh, Goldeneye. Goldeneye, yep. I, I went Goldfinger, then Goldmember. <laughs> I think Goldeneye. <laughs> Golden pussy. That's the one. Um, bouillon. I think that's what's going to happen. If they have sex, it's going to be in some sort of adversarial type. Of yeah, thing. I mean, it could be like the the Indian, Indian the the Indians' sister, like her, like her sat like you know they kind of not hate fucked, but like oh, felt, no, I like think feeling just, each other out fuck. Yeah, I I thought you were going to say the time when Rebecca had sex with the the chief guy, and then no. you know slit his throat all over the table. No. Something like that. That's what I'm imagining. Ah, uh, well, she can try it, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um. Uh, so, what did what we? I, got... What What did Hood find out from the Bodicker guy? Uh, that the, the... he said his nephew LJ was sleeping with Rebecca, and he's uh, some kind of rock star or something. Uh. I don't know because I felt like that this is a low class family, and I can't imagine Rebecca unless she's doing it for proctor purposes is going so, to sleep with them what's that one guy she had sex with purely to get her uncle's attention you remember that, that was it young H- guy? lucas the real lucas hood's son yeah 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 no, yeah i no. think so yeah she was picking up people at the the honky tonk on the reg or at his own was it was at his strip club wasn't it yes okay something like did that they will see the strip club again or did that get burnt down that might have gotten burnt down maybe sold i don't know maybe it's not good form for a mayor to own a strip club oh. Uh, it's probably not a good form for the mayor's secretary to go and put a man's head in a vice and beat his brains out with a baseball bat. And yet we saw that this episode too. 
This is what, true. What's going on with the white power movement? Because there's some interesting yeah. intrigue in here that Bunker is sleeping yeah, the with first his brother Calvin's wife. Yes. Not his actual brother, but yes. Wait, whoa, what? It's not his actual brother. They're brotherhood brothers. No, but he says there were brothers before the brotherhood. I thought they're flesh and blood brothers. No, it's the same way you call like your friend your friends your brothers. Okay, but I wouldn't then I, I wouldn't say to my brother my quote unquote brothers, brothers before brotherhood. I'd say that to my real brother. No, you wouldn't. Well, okay, <laughs> that, that's a complicated family relation dynamic going on there. Uh, well, sure. So so is it here? Clearly. Okay. But no, well, I, don't, sure. I don't think they're actual brothers. Also, I have to watch the last season again. But white power men can't jump. Clearly, all they can do is lay up against their <laughs> six-year-old son. Yes. So <laughs> I don't know what the point of bringing this guy back is. Just to intimidate Bunker hmm. to keep Bunker's story going. Sure. But, like, if you want it out, why are you sleeping with this guy's wife? Mm-hmm. It's a really cute little miniature Nazi that they're building, though. Yeah. They're was building. he blonde? I didn't notice. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Oh, really? He was, well. like, he was a cute little uh, brunette with a jean jacket on. Oh, they fucked up. You know, it's supposed to be blonde, blue eyes, right? Uh, so Banshee has this trademark on the emotional montage. And, like, Proctor had one where he's, like, having this living daydream of Rebecca. Hood mm-hmm. had one of Rebecca. Uh, uh, old boy Calvin had one of beating the ever-living fuck out of his Chinese boss's yes. head. Uh, I, I think it's interesting how they do that. Because sometimes you can't tell what's real and what's fantasy. And, mm-hmm. like, I was about to... The whole time he's beating this guy and, like, killing him in this office, I'm thinking... Okay, this can't be real, but it kept on going on, and they just as they convinced me, oh God, I guess he just killed this man in front of his office. This is going to be it was his banjo after all. They flash back, and it's it's yeah. Like, did you ever feel jerked around by that? Um, uh, no. I mean, like I said, I have a completely different set of expectations when it comes to this show, mm. and it just it's big and it's flashy and it's loud and um. They do that that daydreamy thing a lot, don't they? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's several times an episode. Yeah. No. I mean, not with this show. I guess I don't, since that's how my standards are calibrated. No, I um, don't mind it. It's it's an interesting way, because there's not a lot of dialogue and plot, and, and, and it's mostly action-driven and kind of emotional-driven, and I feel like it's it's kind of like... These are, you know how like every Voltron is essentially five minutes long and you got 15 minutes of transformation and <laughs> yes. lions, you know, fucking each other the ass until they turn into a giant robot or, or yeah, you know, it's it's a Sailor Moon with her, tran- you know, there's five minutes of plot and then 15 minutes of Sailor transformation. Oh my God, and when they get the whole team together. Yeah, no, it goes on forever. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. And then God help her, they have to take off their tiaras and throw it into their tiara <laughs> weapons. But no, I feel like that's Banshee's transformation sequence. Yeah. Like, you know, this really only got 35 minutes of plot in this episode. Let's have Lucas look gaze into the middle distance while we have the ghosts of Rebecca running in and out of his cabin and therefore his mind. Let's have him uh, screaming in a cell for two two or three seconds uh, for no good reason. I wonder what it's like to film these shows. Let's now have, just walk. Let's, let's, now let's, just walk and say something. Now walk sure, and giggle. Sure. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> now look lo- back meaningfully. <laughs> Stare right at the camera. Yeah, just a lot of... <laughs> now show us your nipple. <laughs> it's crazy. 
Speaking <laughs> of the only, so we had a lot of flashback nudity. The only, uh, the only new nudity we had was the rubber body double that they had for Rebecca. No, we I thought saw, was, was we pretty... saw the tits of Calvin's wife. Oh, that's right. Yep. You know, and for does she look like not Shaban? Because I thought that the scandal was that the neo the, the former neo Nazi sheriff's deputy was fucking the other uh potentially compromised by Kai Proctor or a federal investigation sheriff's deputy. But it turns out no, it's just his mm, no, I just this think... is brother's wife. Quote unquote brother, maybe. <laughs> I just think uh wait, are you trying to say that uh white women all kinda look the same? Well, you know, maybe because <laughs> you think that all the because for the for the longest the average time, size white women in the show look all the same. Well, I, even I, though Calvin's wife is blonde, uh, Fobon is dirty blonde, a little right? bit taller. She's got more of a s- well. I'll tell you how bad it face. is. When I first started watching the show, I have a clear memory of the episode where Carrie goes to prison. Mm-hmm. And Shaban is beating the shit out of her ex boyfriend, yeah. ex husband. That was the same person. And I thought because I just saw that episode with not attached to anything. I'm like, oh, I'm about to check the show out. I thought we were seeing flashbacks to why Carrie was going to prison because she beat uh, the shit out of her son. But you know, and they don't really look the same. But like when they're getting there's they got, a certain they type of in their woman face on this show. Like, yeah, they're like all generically bronze skinned. Oh, they are. I mean, impeccably made up and f- fixed hair, and they all got the hard bodies, and yeah, they all have a certain type, and they all kind of blend together in my mind. Yeah, like Lily Simmons and a, what is her name, a Mo- uh, Ivana Milosevic. Mm-hmm. I think they're interchangeable, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just like twenty years added. Sure. And that's not a a dig. <laughs> No. I don't know. I think that's about all I got in the episode. Do you have any closing thoughts? No, I mean, any there's just a lot of stuff up counseling? in the air. Like, I don't know why. Like, the Red Bones seem like they're fully under everyone's heel. Like, they're under... Uh, oh, there one thing that we didn't talk about, a potential shakeup, is one of the former Native Americans that was serving at the reservation and is now chief of the reservation. That'll be interesting. Wait, how'd you get that? They uh so did they say that or did I miss yeah it? as Brock was walk you might have missed it because Brock was walking Hood into the office and Hood was kind of in his reverie about Shaban and all oh, the people he's and lost he's talking about and it had the kind of the act well you know there's one guy yeah is like yeah. and he said that under I thought he was just saying like mostly what is it platitudes or just but I'm not sure if that means that he's written out of the show now or he because they they talk about these red bones running heroin in Kai Proctor's territory, which is also the white power movement's territory. I guess. But they're like the lowest dog on, or the lowest th- man on the totem pole at this point. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to make that all racial uh, or cultural. Just cut it. Just cut it. Cut it. <laughs> uh, but so that's the other thing I wanted to say is kind of like a, a, a fairly major change. Uh, oh, I know what you, I want to talk about. You mentioned that Burton looks different this year. He does. And, and I said, I ha- you're crazy. I told you early on in the episode, I said, just watch that something slightly off about him. And you were like, no, 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 no. And then as the episode got on, you were like, oh, I see it. Yeah, Is it's it, like he's, he's been deflated. Like they took, like he's... Uh, or dehydrated, really. He's, yeah, no. He's thinner and more gaunt. Yeah. He was like a much more solid, like a bruiser type in, in previous episodes. I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if he's been eating right or something. I mean, yeah, he's a little drawn. 
Do you think that's going to be plot significant, or the guy's just uh, really hitting the the diet hard? Right. He had a machinist role in the off season. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like him being just beefy muscle to going down to being like a very lean, tight thing, or maybe he's just getting older. I don't know. I have a really big crush on Burton, and it bothers me. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, it kind of bothers me. Yeah. Okay. It's not him as a person. I just think he's an attractive man. Okay. Well, you know, that says something about uh, me, I feel like, in some kind of a tangential way. But I don't know. I'm the same person who, same kind of person that's obsessed with uh, true crime dramas. Yeah. Well, that's why I sleep with one eye open. Uh, Let's talk a final he thing about... He can murder me anytime. <laughs> uh, about, the, about the new Banshee Sheriff's Department. I thought it's really cool with the Art Deco looks. And it's kind of like, you know, the other place was a Cadillac dealership. This looks like almost an old-time movie theater. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. And um, why did Brock feel the need to mention that it's bulletproof glass? Um, just because the other place got shot up so frequently. I know, but it's just like, that's... Like, hey, I've learned, hey, I learned from our mistakes, you know? Like, welcome back. I know that you have been severely traumatized by this extreme stress, but... Hey, just to remind you that this thing happened, this thing happened. Yeah, right. Oh, and this, uh, <laughs> the, the woman's picture on the wall, you were you know, pretty much complicit in her death. <laughs> and uh, the other guy. The other guy, basically. May yep, as well and been. you loved her and respected him, so you're kind of an asshole. Uh, I think it's also just to sell what a war zone banshee is that the police department needs. I don't know. This. It just seems so much better now. Well, now that like when the bad guy's running the town, the trains probably arrive on time because it's good for business. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. The I uh, know I'm not going to get political. Okay. <laughs> um, uh. yes, I think that, like I said before, I think Brock's running a tight ship now. So. Man, uh, one of, so kind of light on fights, except for Carrie whipping ass and as the, her nighttime Avenger. Yeah, but the guy's fights. head in the vice is pretty horrific. Uh it's not often. That, again, God, I sound like such a creep. Uh-huh. It's not often that I get disturbed by images like this. Like I'm very good at detaching and not sure and knowing that it's not real. I'm really good with scary movies that way. It doesn't bother me, but mm-hmm. this bothered me a lot well, see, I, the second time around i couldn't watch it i've got a binge vice like that and it's like you know how sometimes if you get to is that the, a threat <laughs> well you did say i could murder you anytime um so you know how like you get too close to grand canyon and you look over and you're like oh my god i could just throw myself off here yeah uh i've got that feeling like i could actually put my head in a vice and crank it just and and, and just see what that's like not crush my head obviously I guess but I'm like, just... and then and, and the thought of that just just it, it, like, huh? You know, I feel that like, oh my god, I just I just gaze into the abyss. I guess that's what bothers me is I think about those specifics. Like, I want to know exactly how he died. I think his cr- skull got cracked because it looked to me so was it like the, his skull the, cracked like... like an egg and it detached, like his whole face uh, dropped down. Like, was it like blunt force trauma? A trauma? No, like drama. an egg. Like literally, got crushed like an egg, and then. But it... why would that kill you? I mean, because you poor. can like saw into your skull while you're still awake, and doctors can perform surgery. So why would breaking a bone kill you? 
Well, essentially, any medical doctors want to say why, like crushing a person's skull. That, like I guess that's egg, why I'm so disturbed by it. It's I don't know. I bet it would hurt. Like I imagine it's like the worst migraine you've ever you've ever felt. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I want to retract. I know why he died. It was the baseball bat to the top of oh, the head. Oh, that's true. Because he wasn't quite dead. He was just <laughs> just out of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like the brain's being squeezed. You know, it was lost consciousness. Maybe just the shock alone, Maybe probably. if they let him go and got him to an emergency room, they could have saved him and stabilized him. But then Burton came with the baseball bat, and it's all over. I guess I've had some pretty bad pressure headaches. That must be that times a thousand. Yeah. On the other hand, when you really have a head pounder, I bet it would feel good to put it in a, a cool vice yeah, and just just... kind of squeeze a bit. Like, you know, because sometimes when my sinuses are acting up, I like to, like, put my heels of my palms and just push against my skull to... Yeah kind of put you know like like okay i'm gonna make the pressure 10 times worse and when i let go it's like ah relief let's take turns putting each other's head in the vice grip okay see how it feels okay and if we don't have a podcast released next monday someone please call call the the police police. (laughs) we'll we'll have uh uh, get with jim he'll know what uh where our garage is. either one of us one or both of us (laughs) will be dead if the other one is still alive they'll be on the lamb they will they will. Um, and since you've got all the true crime research, you'll probably get away scot fucking free. And I have a recording that says you plan on killing me. So, <laughs> and you gave me permission, so <laughs> not a jury in the land will convict it's me. Victimless we, crime. We should get into the feedback. Yes, uh, if you like to send us feedback, banshee at baldmove.com, or you can talk with us on the forums every Friday night at forums.baldmove.com. What do you got? Uh, first one is from Tommy A. He A. says. I gotta say, I was disappointed with the premiere of the final season. I think the two-year jump is what's bugging me. uh, And then he says, if you don't know, the location was changed to Pennsylvania due to tax purposes. I'm disappointed that we aren't going to get any new shots of the old locations, such as Carrie's house, the caddy, outside of the bar, etc. I think the show really ground its gears in this episode, having to work around this two-year jump. And I think they're going to rely on flashbacks a bit too much. Uh, even though the show is known for flashbacks, I don't know. I'm not really hot about the idea of telling the story of the past two years in this fragmented style. It seems very forced, and that's because it was forced due to having to work around the shooting location. Uh, I broadly agree. I know. I totally agree. I think the locate. I don't. I mean, I I'd probably saved them a boatload of money, but man, on the final season, maybe you just give up to 10% your savings and just get the thing finished. Because you know what else saves a bunch of money? Not doing seasons 5, 6, 7, and 8. So I, I it bothers me because I felt like at least 15 minutes of this episode, if not more, was tied up with just explaining and rationalizing why everything is fine. And you're right. There is character moments there to be like, oh, well, yeah, she needed a fresh start and Hood lost his mind and Kai's upgrading everything because he wants more protection. And Would you be... Would you be as opposed if you knew it was either change locations or Banshee doesn't get its final season to go out on? No, of course not. But I don't. Is that is that the case? I don't know. I'm just. I mean, yeah, I'm just trying a, to take it for between, face value and make and the, the best of it. And having only eight episodes, it feels like man, we already kind of largely wasted half of an episode with all this stuff. Like man, if uh, maybe I would feel differently if it's a ten episode season too. I don't know. Again, first episode, I'm going to try not to judge it too harshly. Well, uh, you're probably wise to do so. 
He said, he continues, anyway, when it comes to the plot, I'm a little worried about the plot revolving around the hunt for serial killer. The whole premise with Hood as a suspect and him being gone for two years seems like a cheap, true detective ripoff, but we shall see. I did not expect to be bitching about Banshee, but this is my genuine reaction. Fun fact, actually, speaking of true detective, uh, you recognize Lily Simmons from True Detective, of course. I did, the second okay. time through, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I will say is that... Um, Shoot, I didn't. I I completely about the plot. How do you feel about this season being about? Oh, I I I just don't feel like that the the hood being a serial killer. That's that's not. No one no one believes that he is. He's done that. Right. Like they all saying, "Well, look at your hair." Blah blah blah. But nobody fucking believes a hood killed Rebecca. No, not a man who's so disturbed by another's death. No, he's always been the. Yeah, he's an anti-hero and he, the Punisher type. Exactly, he fucks people up, but only those what needs to be fucked up. Yes. Um. He continues. I'm mildly intrigued by the white supremacy brother love triangle. Maybe it is his brother. Now I feel like an ass. Uh, I'm super hyped about Proctor. I love that dude. Good advice me- with you. <laughs> Give me more Hood Proctor carry interaction and less of Sheriff Brock stumbling around in the woods. I'm also intrigued about exactly what happened to Rebecca's to Rebecca, but I, as I already said so far, the premise seems like discount for detective. Yeah, it's funny because I don't know. You like Brock, I do. I like Brock's beard, but I always thought that he works best as the flustered and frustrated second banana to Hood's loose cannon. Oh yeah, exactly. Him being the sheriff is a weird dynamic because he sin- he essentially goes from scene to scene, impotently threatening both Kai Proctor and Lucas Hood. And it's not a great look. I don't know. I just think he's got some really funny, like one-liners. He or... does, but it's <sighs> like it's it's kind of like he's he's putting in the the Barney Fife category now. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I think he stands well on his own. Well, I mean, he did like you know beat this one Stood up to Kai Proctor. Down. Yeah, when Proctor said, uh, "Better be careful, Sheriff," and he says, "Oh, I always am." I don't know. Right. I think he holds his ground well, especially okay. against Proctor, which is what you need in a sheriff. Albeit he's still getting away with his bullshit as a mayor. Okay. Grendel B. from the forum said, What an opener. I thought season four was going to focus on finding Job, so I was blindsided by Rebecca's murder. That and the two-year jump forward have really stuffed the cards for this season. Oh, I'm sorry. Shuffle the cards. I was like, what does stuff the cards mean? Um, I don't know how to... Involves advice. I don't know how I feel if Rebecca and Job are dead, but I hope we get to hear in Job's voice, What took you motherfuckers so long? <laughs> What yeah. do you think? We didn't really talk about Joe yeah, much. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of shocking things because most people are asserting here and some people that were in a position to know are asserting that he's dead. And, like, you know, I don't know. But, you, the, who man, who is the guy who's saying all that stuff? What's his name? Uh, it's not Brock. But anyway, like, he's in a position of no, but the way that scene ended up, I feel like that... Everything he said is a lie. Dalton. 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 He's that's the guy's name. Um. So so I don't know. I. Sh- sh- this, I guess it's it's. Do you think the Banshee is going to have a happy ending or not? Yes. If it has a happy ending, well, a happy ending could be Lucas dying, or Hood dying to save Carrie and her family and get his friend Joe back and protect Sugar. Okay. So do you define that as a happy ending, or does does Hood have to live? I don't know. I think it's circumstantial, but I think. It will be a happy ending. 
Okay. All right. It'll work out for the greater good. But I, I do feel say. like to have a happy ending, Job has to be recovered because Job is one of the best things about the show. And yes. you're we're sorely missing him. Right. He's a mostly innocent person. Yes. Um Hood is just a tragic figure. Um Okay. A he or she, Grendel B continues. A few serotonin overload moments for me. Sergeant Dokes from Dexter's return to acting. Did not recognize his character from uh, Dexter. Is that the surprise motherfucker guy? Yeah. Okay. Did you see him in the forum? Yes. Yes. So funny. Yes. Um, Carrie going... Do you think that the... Banshee's the type of show that might give us uh, some kind of of out-of-context surprise motherfucker. Do Do you think they'd go there? I don't know. That was Showtime. This is Cinemax. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, that's um, true. That's true. They might have some professional discourtesy. Right. I guess, I mean, I was reading this on the forums, but I guess this particular actor went without doing any new roles for about seven years. Really? So. He's doing work yeah. on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he'd come back just to reprise, uh, not reprise, but do a, some sort of character of his Dexter character? I don't know. I don't know. I like no. Like I said, noped out of a Dexter pretty early, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, okay. Uh, and Ed Datlin from the forums. Is it possible the serial killer is a character we've already met? I'm just wondering, but I can't think of any good subset. Sub. Jesus Christ. I can't think of any good suspects. This episode really surprised me. I loved it, and I have no idea where it's going from here. Bad bow tie Burton. Mark it down. I, I agree. I think it's someone we haven't met, but. Maybe they'll retcon and say he's been here the whole time. So or do, she. Do we know I who think the other the, two victims were? I think it's Phobon. Do we know what the other two victims were? They were people, I assume. Well, I know, but then they were women. Were they? mentioned that. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is this the third woman slayed. But I wonder if we'll find out that there's any other connection. For her to be the third, it seems like it's random, right? Well, except for, like, if you find out that, like, one Especially, of them was one of Kai's whores from the strip club that he used to get down on. Or if you find out that, uh, you know, obviously not, it can't be Brock's ex-wife. No. Uh, no, I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see if there's any connections to her at all. Um, or to Kai at all. Because if they are, then definitely I'll be, my Burton antenna will be twitching. <laughs> I, Yeah. I don't think so. I think it might be someone who was previously housed in that cabin or who would have a reason to hate women. Is it the old chief of the tribe? The one that's been replaced? Mm, the Is chief it... of the police? No. I don't know. I think it's... Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people that would hate that has reason to do this just to hurt Kai Proctor. Yeah. So not until next week will I have a better guesstimate. Okay. And it probably won't be much better. Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, this has been your uh, Banshee edition of Bald Move TV. We'll be back next Monday for uh, episode two of season four. Again, get that feedback into Banshee at BaldMove.com or, or on forums, forums.BaldMove.com. Forums. And we will see you then. Bye. Bye.